Mel Yummy Mummy Geriatric Mum? How the f*** did that happen? Hi, I'm Sally Wallace and welcome to my podcast, Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Okay, I know what you're thinking. Why the name? Well, it's a label that I've been slapped with recently, so I've decided to embrace it. But don't worry, it's not all sore nips and stretch marks from here onwards. As a former radio presenter, public speaker, and someone who's a huge advocate of keeping banter alive, each week I'll be sharing life observations with a twist, random questions, subject matters that'll blow your mind, like, do we really eat spiders in our sleep? Am I the only woman who walks around with crystals in her bra? And... Why is it that my husband's clothes and socks are so much more comfortable than my own? All gripping stuff. Find me on Instagram and Facebook at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Something has brought you here today, and I think it's because we're on the same vibration station. Thank you so much for having a listen. I really hope you enjoy it. Well, hello and welcome. Hi. I hope that you've had a good week. Right, before we go any further, I just want to make something quite clear, okay? Because I um, I do my podcast in my bedroom and last week we had a bit of an incident where I had to pause my podcast because I like to try and do them all in one go. Are you can hear it? Oh, bloody hell. Do you know what? I'm just, we're just going to have to deal with it. Anyway, um, the dog got out. Milo decided to piss off. And um, whilst I was uh, clearly trying to be talented, um, he actually ended up at the front door trying to get back in again. So I had to pause it, run downstairs, let Milo back in and then come back upstairs. So what I've done this week is decided to let them both in the bedroom. But I uh, think I'm going to regret it. So Milo, can you hear them? They're like, oh my God, honestly, they're like two old pensioners. Well, honey's old anyway, she's 13, but they snore like an old man. Like, And Milo makes a little noise like a pig. He goes, and he's only very small. But honey, um, she has, oh, it's actually quite cute. Have you got pets? Right. If you've got dogs, you'll probably relate to this. Um, she does these like little, um, she has like these little dreams where her little legs are going and you can just hear her going. <laughs> and then her little legs are going at the same time. And we always go, are you chasing rabbits? Are you chasing rabbits, honey? You ta-? I mean, she's probably having a horrendous nightmare that she's getting chased by a car or something. <laughs> she's really like, fuck off. <laughs> Leave me alone, you psycho. Are you chasing rabbits? No, I'm not. I'm having a good traumatic time. <laughs> poor bugger so yeah so <laughs> if you hear them because milo likes to lick himself oh where his testicles were he's obviously trying to lick them and grow them back but it's never going to happen and you know what i'm sorry but i had to have them removed at six months old for milo because he was a sex pest oh my god he humped everything in sight so yeah he is a licky snorry little turd so if you do hear what sounds like two old pensioners sitting in a brothel um, it's not it's just my dogs (laughs) in the bedroom with me today (laughs) so you just have to bear with me but uh, yeah anyway moving on rather swiftly it's been a week of confusion for me this week but a welcome confusion I'd like to say because I um right how do I explain this 
So I've lived in loads of different places. I've moved all over the UK. I've lived in so many different places in the UK. But also I've lived in the States for a bit. I've visited France or like loads. My best friend lives in the south of France, but I always used to go to France anyway when I was younger. So um, and yeah, I've been all over. And bearing in mind, my sister lives in Australia and uh, my eldest brother lives in America pretty much most of the time anyway. So yeah, I've been, been a, I don't want to say I've been around a bit because that make me sound a little bit loose. And I'm sure there's people who'd like to message me and go, yeah, I know you. You have your slag. <laughs> but it's not that kind of wireless show. It's not the fucking wireless. What am I on about? <laughs> have we wanted back? No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. I really don't. But <laughs> I had to say that. Okay, so. I um I live in the I live outside of Chester now in the north of England. So I was I was actually born in Wigan. Um and if you are a fellow Wiganer, you'll be very familiar with Billinge Hospital. Now Billinge Hospital, which I think my mother said was a bit of a shithole, um, is where I was actually born. And my mum always says to me, I didn't want you to be born in Billinge. It's just that that's where my waters broke, so you had to come out. So uh poor old Sandra had to have me in Billinge and then we lived like in Cheshire for a little bit. And then when I was five, we moved to the south of England. So I grew up in a city called Salisbury. Yes, the same place where those poisonings were. And they've done that whole documentary and like, uh, like mini movie about it. So yeah, I grew up around there, but I actually grew up in the middle of nowhere, like 11 miles away from the nearest town. Um, it was like really, really remote in a very small village and it was hilarious it was just very simple village life where they had like there was a thatcher that lived there the pub was actually next door to our house but it closed down because there were so few people in the village that used to go to the pub and this is fucking brilliant when you went to the post office (laughs) when you went to the post office it was such an old building that when you walked in if you looked up you could see bats you could see bats actually hanging from the beams it was just like what the hell am i doing here but yeah it was great and it's when you used to get a penny mix and the old shopkeeper used to fiddle with your sweets before he put them in the bag and count them little did he know we were nicking them with the other hand no we didn't we didn't we didn't we might have done one oh every now and again oh do you know what everybody did it in Woolworths so who cares so anyway it was a fantastic upbringing that I had and then um so which is why everyone's like oh you're from the south well I suppose I grew up in the south but I've lived pretty much everywhere anyway I moved to America for a bit and then I uh, moved back from the States and then got into radio and literally lived all over the UK. Like I lived in Bristol for a bit. I've worked in Bournemouth, London, lived in Newcastle upon Tyne and then moved to Manchester, which is where I met my husband. And now I live over in Chester, which I absolutely love. It's just, it's very rural around here. It's really, really lovely. But I suppose what I'm getting at is I've married a northerner. Okay. And I'd never knock him. I absolutely adore my husband, but he is from the north of England and it's, I I love him because he's so direct and he doesn't mince his words. And sometimes it's not always a good thing because he can come across as being a little bit, not aggressive, but um, yeah, probably to the point. Um, very direct, should we say that? But actually, I really welcome that. I really, I do like that. I like people that are just kind of straightforward with you and don't mince their words and just say it is, it is. I hate people who beat around the fucking bush. Like, just get out your mouth for fuck's sake. Um Anyway, he has some of the best northern expressions that I've never heard. I've never heard before. Never in my life. And I consider myself a bit of a worldie. Um, and I like to pick up little colloquialisms as I go along. Like living in the South, you've got loads of like weird shit. And then, oh my God, America is probably one of the best places. Oh, I'll tell you that story in a minute. I'll tell you that story in a minute. Okay, I, I need to remember to come back to that. But I'll never forget when I first met Scott, who's my husband, he said to me once, 
<laughs> this is brilliant. Um, I think we'd gone out on like our second date. And I had a load of bags because I was sort of like moving into this new apartment and everything. And he said to me, uh, do you want a lift? Uh, do I want a lift? Um, I, and uh, This is to me. He's asking me if I would like a ride somewhere in a car. Um, would I like a lift? That's why that's how I've sort of interpreted this. Do you want a lift? Hey, do you want a lift? Do I want a lift? I said, well, why would I want a lift when you've just brought me home? Hey. And this is, he, he's, he literally is like a one word person or not even a word. Sometimes it's just like a noise or an expression. He went, hey, what? Hey. I said, well, you, you've just asked me if I want a lift, haven't you? Yeah. Well, why, why do I want you to, you've just brought me home. Why the fuck do you want me to, I, I don't want you to take me anywhere else. Because I said, what do you want about? He went, no, you fucking idiot. Do you want a lift with that? I went, oh, you asking me if I'd like a hand. <laughs> Would I like some assistance? No, I don't need any assistance. Oh my God, it was the funniest thing ever. I couldn't, I have never heard of, do you want a lift? Would you like a lift with that? If somebody said to me, do you want a lift? They're actually offering me a ride somewhere. So yeah, anyway, that's one of the first confusions. And this, I still don't understand to this day. And I've heard him use it with all the lads because he's a builder, like all the guys that he works with and everything. And it is. Do you know, I don't even know how to use it in a sentence. And this is how funny it is. He actually told me not to say it because it sounds shit coming out of my mouth. No, seriously, that's what he said to me. He says, do you think I'm behind the door? And when he said it to me, he went, do you think I'm behind the door? I went, why are you behind the door? He went, no, do you think I'm behind the door? I was like, I don't understand. Are you behind the door? What do you mean? Why Why have you gone behind the door? What are you on about? He went, oh, fucking hell, Sally. And it's apparently it's an expression that means that you might be a little bit simple or not understand the situation or potentially not that bright and apparently you can use it and say he's a bit behind the door or are you saying I'm behind the door and I said I said to Scott how do I use it in a sentence so would I say to somebody oh he's a bit behind the door and he went I'll tell you what babe don't say it because it just sounds shit coming out of your mouth And that, ladies and gentlemen, is true love. (laughs) Don't say it because you just make it sound shit. (laughs) I do love colloquialism. So I love local language. Like uh, when I lived in Bristol, everybody said, oh, that is girt lush. Oh, that is girt lush. And the girt lush thing, I used to absolutely love it. And they say babber as well for like, hello, my love. Like, all right, my babber. All right, my babber. And then when Vicky Pollard came out, oh, my God, that was a game changer. Um, then I moved up to, oh God, Newcastle up on Tyne. Well, that was like learning a whole new language. Bearing in mind, right, I, I got given a really good drive show up there. I was so looking forward to it. And I, I was thinking when I was driving up there, shit, this is either going to really work or I'm going to like literally pan it because obviously I had a Southern accent and I was moving into Geordie territory big time. Luckily, I made it work. And it's probably because I just went and got a piss all the time and made loads of friends, which was fantastic. But I love the honestly, I love the Northeast, all the colloquialisms, all the slang, everything. It was fantastic. It literally was like learning another language. Like there's so many funny expressions like tashing on. Like if you're snogging somebody, oh, fucking hell, she's tashing on with that lad. Tashing on? What does that mean? So that was like a new one for me. Warlass. Have you been looking at Warlass? 
my girlfriend all everything canny canny is one of the most hilarious words that you can literally use for everything everything's canny oh he's kind of canny that's kind of canny my handbag's quite canny so yeah it was um and the tune i didn't even know what that fucking meant for weeks i had to ask somebody <laughs> i didn't even know what the fucking tune was <laughs> i'll never forget though my brother and his husband came up to stay with me, right? And this, oh, I, you know, I love, love my brother-in-law. In fact, I, I know for a fact that my brother doesn't listen to this, so he won't mind me saying, but I actually get on better with my brother-in-law than I do with both of my brothers. I just adore him. He's like a brother. He's fucking amazing. And uh, he's from Wales. He's from Swansea originally. I always call him Catherine. Isn't Catherine Zeta Jones? And um, he's like, oh, I call him Joan actually because he's quite like Joan Collins. But he's incredibly professional. I'd like to add. Um, he went, Sally, I'd really like an ice cream from an ice cream van. I went, oh, come on then, let's go and get one. So he went, I want a Mr Whippy. Oh, fucking hilarious. So we stood at this ice cream van and we're in North Shields. And we're getting this ice cream. And the woman who was in the ice cream van said to him, and this is no word of a lie, he went, oh, I'd like a flake in it, please. And she went, uh, Alwit, do you want monkey's blood? And he went, I beg you <laughs> I beg you pardon. <laughs> Have you ever heard of monkey's blood? Right, and literally, Mike looked at me and went, <laughs> what's she asking me? I was like, oh, would you like some strawberry sauce? He went, oh, yes, I'd love some. <laughs> but in the Northeast, it's actually, they call it monkey's blood. Would you like some monkey's blood on your ice cream? I was like devastated. Mike was about to run off with his flake. <laughs> Don't leave you, Mr. Whippy. It was just brilliant, but... And there's still so many, so many um, like local terms that I've learned that I could tell you about the Northeast. It was just absolutely amazing. And then, um, oh my God, you know, one of my all time favourite, actually, this is the one that I was going to come back to. Okay. So when I lived in America, I used to work for Walt Disney World in Florida, which was incredible. And I worked in the Epcot Centre um, and then around the Epcot Centre, there's like a lagoon and you have uh, little like, I like pavilions of uh, different parts of the world so there's like a pavilion for mexico and a pavilion for france and i worked in the uk pavilion where there was a pub uh which is called the rose and crown and then next to it there was the fish hut so you'd have like the chip shop obviously because it's like giving an idea as to ooh, what, it, what it's like to live in the uk well we all eat fish and chips and drink beer um, and then opposite bearing in mind i was wearing a corset you had to wear a corset because it was like done in sort of period dress and costume and everything and um, but it was amazing there was this one occasion where I was working in the fish hut and this is like a little takeaway it was like a little takeaway hut where you'd have two little windows and you could just come and get some fish and chips and they were bang on fish and chips like they were amazing seriously they were amazing even though the heat outside was sweltering you didn't care you're just necking those fish and chips because it was so good and I was working in there with Lowry and Joe who were hilarious and do you know what? I know that Lowry listens to my podcast and I guarantee she'll be howling when she <laughs> listens to this story so Oh, do you know, Joe, Larry lives in the States now. I, do you know what? I think Joe lives. Joe lived in the UAE for a bit, so I don't know where she is now. But this is the wonders of Facebook, isn't it? And social media, you can always hook up with each other and we all kind of like find out how everybody's doing and, you know, who's had kids and stuff. It's, it is lovely. It's amazing. And it's one of those... How can I describe this? It's one of those experiences that if you weren't there, you just don't get it. It's a bit like if you went on summer camp somewhere, you know, or you went and worked in a chalet, or you went on a ski resort, or you used to work on a cruise ship. It's that kind of community. So 
I decided to set this challenge called, wait for it, the Fanny Pack Challenge. Because Fanny Pack is a bum bag. So I do have, uh, do you know what, wonderfully, I've got um, some fantastic listeners that actually do listen in the States. So those that are stateside at the moment will totally understand what a fanny pack is. Um, it's actually a bum bag for those who live in the UK. So every customer that was wearing a fanny pack that used to come to the, the, the fish hut window, it, the fanny pack challenge was, challenge was, sorry, to make that customer say fanny puck without, <laughs> I can't even say it myself at the moment. <laughs> It was to try and get that customer to say fanny pack without sort of telling them to do it. Oh, it was brilliant. So it was all smiles. And bearing in mind, we were all on a high. And I don't mean a chemical high. I mean, I can imagine working for Walt Disney World in Florida. And we just had so much fun. The sun was always shining. It was absolutely fabulous. We had such a good team of people. We just absolutely loved working together. We partied hard. We worked hard. It was great. So every day was just fun. And I was like, right, come on, girls, fanny pack challenge. Let's go for it. Oh, look, Joe, there's one at your window. And you had to say things like, wow, hi, how can I help you? Welcome, welcome. That is an incredible invention. Is your change in there? What do you call that beautiful little purse? Oh, what this? This is my fanny pack. Bing, one to Sally. (laughs) It was brilliant. It was so much fun. Honestly, God, it was so much fun. The fanny pack challenge. What a laugh though, the fanny pack challenge. And you know what? The customers loved it as well. They just loved all the banter and hang on a minute. Sorry. I'm just sorting myself out for some reason. I've got my own little hut that I've got here just so that my microphone's well looked after and I've just knocked it all over. Silly bitch. Um, right. Where was I? See, I told you I like to record them in one go. Um, yeah, the, the, do you know what the thing is? The general public loved it as well because imagine if you go and get served by uh, three girls who were absolutely gorgeous, of course, but not only that, just loving life, loving their job, cracking customer service because that's exactly what it's about being professional. That's exactly what we were, but also just making you safe fanny pack. <laughs> yeah. I love the general public. I find the general public fascinating. I do. I absolutely do. And then on reflection, most of my jobs have actually been with the general public, like in a customer services role, even on the radio, even on the radio, you're sort of providing a service, really, aren't you? So and then you obviously have to interact with listeners and go, yeah, coming up next, a great big tune. And also I'll read out a text from Julie. Um, So um, no, <laughs> didn't sound that wanky. <laughs> But one of my first jobs that I ever got was I used to work in Tesco's, um, the supermarket. Um, and it was, uh, I started on the tills. And then um, I, within a really short space of time, actually, a couple of weeks, I was on the customer service desk. And I loved it. I absolutely loved it. But I had to make a decision to go to university at one point as well, because um, this is in between school and uni. But oh, my gosh, it was fantastic. And a lot of my friends tell me that I should write a book about customer service and about complaints, because I don't mind people complaining, um, because I don't know why. It's only words that people are saying. Some people don't like confrontation and therefore they get a little bit aggressive or some people in their mind, they've got an agenda and they know exactly what they want and they're not going to stop until they get it. But that's fine. That's what I'm there for. So when I was working, oh, this is brilliant. This is years ago. Okay. So this is when the customer service desk was a place that you took things to obviously to either get them exchanged or you'd go and complain. Um, But at the same time, they had the Kodak machine there as well. So this is when you used to take your photos to go and get developed. And this machine was massive. 
It was absolutely massive, but it was like a whole unit together. So this is when the cigarette counter was like the size of a supermarket itself um, because it was way before smoking bans and all that malarkey. And then you'd have the Kodak machine in the middle and then the customer service desk and you used to get some of the most interesting people. Oh, do you know, I've got to tell you this. Right. So I was... Um, uh, bearing in mind, right, the photos that used to come out of the Kodak machine uh, weren't censored. So it's like, do you know, when you think about it now, what's on your phone? Imagine taking your phone into a shop and saying, oh, can you just print that off, please? And not even editing any of them out. <laughs> That's what it was like. So it was almost like you take your, your reel in and then you'd go, yeah, can you just print that off, please? And there would just be, I mean, there was loads of cock shots. <laughs> that sounds disgusting. Not that, not that I looked, but the two ladies that used to work on the Kodak machine were over 60, right? And they'd be like, oh, look at the size of this one. Oh, put the set. And they used to put the censored stickers across it. A lot of them were from weddings, like with men with kilts on. Oh, come on, show us your bits of Gareth. Like that. And you can imagine, go on, get your, your winding up your camera and clicking it like that. So, yeah, you used to get a lot of re really weird photos. Where Then, of course, these people had to come and collect these bloody pictures as well. Anyway, I digress. So just bear in mind that that, that is there. The Kodak machine's there, OK? And then um, I, I remember once I had a lady and she phoned me and she was incredibly serious on the telephone. She was like, oh, yes, I would like to talk to somebody about returning something, which is incredibly unpleasant. I'm quite disturbed by it. I said, that's not a problem at all, madam. Why don't you bring it through to me? I can I can certainly help that. Come to the customer service desk and ask to speak to Sally. It's not a problem. She's like, uh, yes, Sally, I will be wanting to speak to you. Said, well, absolutely. I'll see you shortly. So she came in and she had like a shopping bag with her. And she said, um, excuse me, are you Sally? Yes, I am. Welcome. And she said, um, yes, Sally, I'd like to talk to you. I'd say her name's like Mrs. Jones. I said, not a problem, Mrs. Jones. How can I help you today? Well, I need to show you something, Sally. It's in my bag. And she sort of looked down. I went... Okay. I was like, what the fuck is she going to bring out? A hand? Um, right, okay. I found it in my food. Oh my God, what the hell is she going to tell me? I was like, what is she going to show me now? Right, okay then. Um, I don't want to show you here. People are looking. I was like, what the fuck is going on? This is like weird. So I was like, okay, not a problem at all. Where would, what would you like to do? Um, I said, why don't you come around here by the Kodak machine? Thank <laughs> <laughs> Bear in mind, I don't know what she's got in a bag, but there's loads of cock coming out of this machine. <laughs> Come back here by the Kodak machine. Anyway, she pulled out this Tupperware box and uh, I went, it's a Tupperware box. She went, yes, open it. And as I opened it up, I shit you not, it was a chicken's head in the Tupperware box. And I actually said... It's a chicken's head. <laughs> she went, I know. It's disgusting, isn't it? I said, where did you find it? Because <laughs> I just, I was fascinated by the fact that it was, it was a, it was a chicken's head and it looked a little bit well done. She went, well, I was cooking the giblets for my cat and as I poured them out into Kitty's bowl, he had the fright of his life when we found the chicken's head. And she went, so basically somebody has stuffed the chicken's head up its backside and <laughs> wrapped it and froze it for me to find <laughs> now obviously I'm incredibly professional and was like I'm so sorry about this and you know we actually you know we went through a process and everything and she was really well looked after but in high you know on the grand scheme of things somebody on the production line has shoved a chicken's head up its arse which is just hilarious 
I think of all things, they've just shoved the chicken's head up its ass. But anyway, she was fine. She was actually a really lovely lady, to be fair. Um, there's another one. Oh, I'll tell you this one. This is fantastic. Um, again, very upset lady on the telephone. And it's like, yeah, that's not a problem at all. Come in. Please do ask for me. So she came and she's like, yes, Sally, I'd like to. Um, I just want to return this. And she handed me like a cellophane bag. Um, and it's like frozen party, uh, what are they called? Sausage rolls, frozen party sausage rolls. You know, when they're like the little sort of, basically you can put five of them in your mouth at once, like, like that. They're really small, like Barbie sized ones. And she said, yes, uh, here it is. And so she handed me the empty bag of party sausage rolls. So I said, oh, right, it's some party sausage rolls. Yes, open it up. So I... So it, was, it had been opened already, but as I pulled out a card, but the card was in an envelope. And on the envelope, it said, to stewards and family. And I went, oh, it's a card. Yes, open it up. I was like, oh, Jesus, I'm going to get like a load of pubic hairs or what is it going to fall out this card? So I opened up the card and it said, to stew and family, have a cracking Christmas, all the best for the new year from Steve and family. And I went, it's a Christmas card. She went, yes. And it was in my bag of sausage rolls. <laughs> So somebody on the production line <laughs> has put Stu's card in a bag for a laugh. <laughs> Obviously, I was incredibly professional once again. I was like, I'm terribly sorry, madam. Let's rectify the situation for you. <laughs> but I'm only human and found it very funny at the same time. There's just so many things that, oh, there's so many stories I can tell you about customer service. And I guarantee right now, if, if you, you know, you're, if you have worked in a customer sort of like facing role or on the telephone with the customers, you'll be like, oh my God, Sally, I guarantee you can tell me a story. And you know what? I'd love to hear it. So make sure that you find me on social media because I just find them fascinating. I, I really do. And I think one day I am going to have to write a book of some sort about my experiences because there's just been too many to tell you about right now, to be honest with you. And I, I, I genuinely do. The, the person who ever came out with the expression of the customer is always right is clearly full of shit because it just it's just awful and do you know what the worst thing is is when they try and quote that to you well the customer and they sort of at this point their finger well the customer is always right not in this shop fuck off <laughs> No, obviously we never said that, but you know, it's, it's, I just think, God, God, it's, it's the most strangest thing ever. The customers, where the hell did that come from? That was from somebody who was really disgruntled, clearly talking bullshit and wasn't getting their own way. The customer's always right. Well, no, not really. So zip up your fanny pack and piss off. Oh, I feel so much better. Thank you so much. I've honestly had a really busy week, but I, I love nothing more than sitting in front of my microphone. I really do. I truly, truly enjoy it. It's uh, it's so much fun. And thank you so much if you've been sending me messages and, and sharing as well, because that's one thing I'm so grateful for. I'm trying to get my podcast out to as many people as I possibly can do. And just through the help of people who've been listening and sharing, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm really, really pleased with the success of what I've been able to achieve so far. And I can't tell you how grateful I am for that as well. Ooh, I've got so much exciting things in the pipeline as well. So I've decided to get a few friends, the friends, but the professionals and the ladies as well. So I've decided to reach out to some of my, um, really good connections I've got. Wait for this. So I've got a lady who's a reflexologist and she is going to be talking about reflexology and and fertility. Uh, a lady who's an acupuncturist and she is incredible. She's going to be coming on one. Oh, did you hear that? That's Milo. Oh. Farting. <laughs> hear it. 
disgraceful. I'm going to have to change my sheets now. Um, yes, yeah, so I've got Jackie. Jackie's going to come on and she's an acupuncturist. So she's going to be talking about um, just really good tips about acupuncture and fertility. Helen, one of my closest friends, she's a colonic hydrotherapist. Oh, I've got, oh my God, Claire. I'm going to get Claire on as well. Claire is incredible. She talks about hair removal. I know, I know. So there are some lovely ladies that I have got lined up to come and get involved with Adventures of a Geriatric Mum, sharing fantastic tips about being a woman, trying to have babies, post babies, all of that, and just sharing some love and some great knowledge. And you know what? Having a laugh at the same time as well. Right. Have a fantastic week. I'm so grateful that you've listened to my podcast. Thanks again for sharing. Find me on Instagram. It's at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Also on Facebook as well. Have a great week and I'll see you very soon. Thank you so much for taking a listen to my podcast. Find me on Instagram and Facebook at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum, where there's a link to the podcast that you can share with all your friends. After all, sharing is caring, and you and I are best friends now.